guys, welcome back to another episode with Joseph Alexander and myself, Nick. And today, you just love calling me Joseph, right? It is your name. It is my name, but it is not a curse word. It's not a cuss word. I yeah, don't, I don't think it's a cuss word. Then, I, I I actually prefer Joe because it's much more relatable. Because Joe, I like Joe's, to represent everything unfiltered. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> so, like Nick said, welcome back, everybody. Over to you. Today, we will be talking about cameras. Naturally, because we are photographers and videographers. Yeah. What gears do we use? It's mainly basically revolving around what cameras do we use and what cameras are coming along the way and what cameras have are in come, the market right have come, now. Have come, have been announced and released. Yeah. This year alone has seen some amazing, amazing, amazing cameras come out. What a time to release them. <laughs> Where's the money? <laughs> Nobody has the cash. Nobody yeah. wants to spend cash. It means, uh, uh, like, think about it. If you do spend the cash, why would you spend the cash when you know you have to save? Yeah. Right now, cash is king. Yeah. Right? Uh, those who can and mm. have credit cards will use the credit cards yeah. um, we try and it's avoid, not wise so it's not wise so we try and avoid using credit cards uh, the other thing is we don't have credit cards <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's good but uh, yeah so coming back the first exciting release this year was the Insta 360R action camera action camera the most interesting thing about it was they gave three cameras in one they gave one so they they had this whole what do you mean three cameras that's what, was, that's what i was explaining and curious go off so they, they came up with this three cameras in one where they, it was like a mod system they had a base unit and you connect different mods to it okay. so one of the mods was a 360 mod where you can have you know front and back view with like mm. a whole 360 view they also started off something for competing against the gopros mm. which was more like an action camera and 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 they came up with a leica mod which was having a bigger sensor and just get give better pictures and videos is leica still in the market well, they are still one of the best companies that make lenses. Mm -hmm. No, no, the vintage lenses are really off the chart. But I don't know how much are there live right now in the market. It's been a while that I heard the name of Leica. Other than the cameras that, the phone cameras oh, that... Yeah. yeah, phone cameras coming up with Leica. That, that was, that's interesting as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's try and keep this to actual cameras, not... Hey, this is also a camera. I can shoot with this as well. Anyone can. We are talking about DSLRs and Are we going to fight again? We are going to talk about DSLRs and action cameras. That's what okay, we are so, going to discuss. So technically, yeah, you can consider this as well. So from a phone camera perspective, mm -hmm. what phone camera do you think is the best one out there? Well, I know Sony's are really good phone cameras because they have Zeiss lenses mm -hmm. in it. And... Uh, Huawei has been doing well with their cameras as well, phones, in terms of camera and uh, I think they are leading the market right now. I don't know about Apple, and it's a fallen product. <laughs> no offense. Thou shall not name Apple. I think Apple does have the best phone mm -hmm. camera right now. Um, I Second to that, maybe the Huawei mm -hmm. or they may be equal in their own terms. Even Samsung. 
Samsung has come. Oh, Samsung, the yeah. S20s didn't come this year, was it last year? No idea. Because the S20 came up with an 8K camera sensor oh, okay. on a phone. On okay. a freaking phone. Why do you need to invest in Digicam, like DSLRs and Reds and stuff? <laughs> Cinecam, like, just buy a phone. And just buy shoot. a phone, put that app. What's that app called? The, the one that shoots in RAW, or kind of like. Filmic Pro. Filmic Pro. Put Filmic Pro on it, pay what? I think it was 50 bucks, 50 dims for Filmic it's paid. Pro. It's <laughs> paid? I got it for free. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, there are apps that can... There's so many apps out, uh, out there right now in the market can, that can do the job for you. What a DSLR does. So, but again, what's the purpose of the shoot? Why are you using it? Not everything can be done in... Uh, Phone camera, what you can do on a deep, proper uh, cine camera. Cine camera, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, coming back to our, we digress. Mm. One, um, one Insta360. Insta360, that was one of the first releases mm. this year. Uh, the big one was Blackmagic with the 12K. Yeah. I was hoping, I was actually hoping that they came up with the Blackmagic Mini Pocket 8K, mm. which was what I thought the answer was going to be about. But they came up with 12K. Yeah, it blew up and the price was like, what, 20 grand? In no, terms of the rooms? $9,999. That's about... 10, 40. 40,000 rooms? Yeah. But then that's a cinema camera. Mm. Yeah. But 12K. Yeah. Just imagine what you can do with 12K. <laughs> Zoom lens not required. Absolutely. <laughs> right, yeah. This is where you will say, I'll crop it and post. <laughs> Chop it and crop it, yeah. Because that's what uh, programs say, right? Don't worry, I'll fix it in post. Yeah, but it's not like... I hit a nerve. You, you, you do it in videos as well. It's a pain. It's, it's ten times a job what you do in your photos. If you have to fix certain things. What about a video? What do you mean, what about a video? What about a video? When you say you're going to fix it in post and video, what are you going to do? CGI something? CGI a whole person? We'll just put a... Happy, happy go person from that. Of course, it can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it requires a lot of work. And I don't think the budget that people come across with that fits in the whole criteria of what yeah. they require. But $10,000, $10,000 for 12K. Yeah. Um, if the project requires 12K, mm. I, think, I think it's a good amount. Uh, just the tech on that camera, this is tech that Blackmagic has got on that camera is, is what intrigues me. Mm. Because you can use, you don't need a very beefy system to manage 12K. Yeah. Like you would think 12K, uh, we need the best computer, we need the top of the line CPU, we need the top of the line RAMs, but yeah. they've done something in the camera that the codecs can handle, that mm. computers, normal computers can handle the codecs. So that's interesting. It, it makes files heavy as well and that's another challenge. Okay, if you're upgrading a camera and still stuck with the 4K footage camera that can handle, sort of handle it, everything changes. Your 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 workflow mm -hmm. and it, it completely takes a 360 for the whole whole process of changing. Storage? That too. The files are huge, so it's not like a normal CF cards or SD cards will play the trick. They are they have created different cards for it as well, I believe. So the Blackmagic takes uh, the S 
was the SSD, mm. SSD drives, which you can connect to the Blackmagic directly. Yeah. So you get those drives in 500 GB, 1 TB, and 2 TB as well. So depending on your Miracle. flavor, mm. you can you can make whatever you need. You can you can buy whatever you need mm. based on that. Um, I'm I'm actually very impressed with the footage that you get out of Blackmagic. Mm. I think in terms of something that is cinematic and at the price that you get the pocket cameras mm. those are two of the best cameras available right now the 4k and the 6k mm. we tried them out with mediasys that's the black magic dealers the one that we met at jlt uh and i i was impressed with just handling the cameras what do you think of it it is a good camera but again at the end of the day like how how much changes are you willing to afford to do you know because a it has a particular kind of lenses that will be required you need to invest in those lenses mm. you can't like for us like we being sony handlers we can't use sony lenses on those cameras kind of unless we buy, buy the adapter. adapters and stuff so there are additional costs that involve in it as well but yeah why black magic over sony only reason if there's a switch happening would be you get raw image, uh, video on the BM uh, Blackmagic, but Sony, that's the only thing that they lack. The cameras are great, lighter as well, and uh, user-friendly as well. These are basic how, how is Sony user-friendly? Uh, we've been using the A7 series for the last six years, roughly. seven years. Yeah. Do you know where anything is on your menu yet? <laughs> what 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 I need? It, it, it's customizable, right? Yeah. So you can always adjust what you want and customize it. Custom. But, uh, but seriously, that's the one thing that bugs me about the Sony was the menu system. Was the absolute uh, horrendous menu system. I, I I had a better word for it, but since this is going, kids are watching. <laughs> kids are watching. I'm sure my son is gonna watch this. Yeah. The the menu system. Uh, I honestly don't know what to say about the menu system. Mm. Um, I'm appalled by the menu system. Anyway, so that's... Then we had the Canon. 8K. 8K, yeah. 8K, that form factor, that size, 8K, 8 freaking K. Yeah. You have used Sony, uh, Canon before, right? How was the experience with Canon? Coming to the menu system? So much more better. <laughs> I think most of them are pretty much the same. It's just how much time you spend on it to find out what it can do at the end of the day. But see, I use Canon for a shorter period of time mm. than the Sony, but the menu was so intuitive. Mm. Um, it was easy to understand. You know exactly where everything would be. Everything is categorized properly. Mm. Um, I, I, I thought that the Canon was... Then what made you switch on Canon or Sony? So I had... Two 5D Mark III's mm. and every event, every wedding, every corporate shoot I would do, I would come back with lower back pain. So it's three words, lower back pain. Just imagine lugging those two heavy cameras by yourself. the lenses on it. And the lenses as well. Uh, it was, it was horrendous. Mm. And uh, Sony came up with the lighter bodies, mm. A7. And that's the reason I switched to mirrorless. Mm. Uh, I used it for a couple of months with all my Sony lenses. And I said, you know what? This is a game changer. Um, I'm just gonna use Sony from now on. Mm. I bought the Sony, I had one lens with it. 
uh, I, I used the, the first lens I got was the 55 1.8, which was so freaking good. It was so sharp, I mm. could cut people with a knife. I could cut people with a sharpness of the lens. With a lens, with a lens, with a lens. But it was, it was so it was so good. But I, I used the um, Sony for about six months mm. where I had different lenses of the Canon as well. Mm. In that six months, I said, okay, fine. I'm comfortable using Sony right now. So let me make the switch. And uh, I sold the Canon 5D Mark III bodies and I continuously used Sony from then. Mm. But I had the lenses for some time and then the second lens I got was the 28mm from Sony itself. Mm. The third lenses, I knew I was missing a lot of focal lens, so we started investing into the FD lenses and the, the Rocker, the Minolta mm. MD lenses, vintage lenses, and that gave us a little bit of more flexibility because mm. we were using it with the adapters on it. Uh, what it also made me change was the way I look at manual focus and mm. autofocus. Because coming from Canon, I never ever had to use autofocus. But because I made the switch and I was using manual lenses and I needed faster autofocusing, which was not happening, I used the, the focus assist. Mm. That's, is that what it's called? Autofocus. The, the peaking, the focus peaking. Okay. Uh, I used the focus peaking, got used to it, and I absolutely loved manual focus. Mm. And I think that start, that love of manual focus started my transition from being a photographer into a videographer as well. Mm. And then now, I don't say videographer, I say filmmaker or storyteller. Mm. Uh, but I think it is that that shift into manual focusing or that transition stage from mm. Canon into Sony that made me think about going into video and filmmaking, which was very, very interesting. Mm. You're writing points down. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to ask too many questions today, okay? It's my turn to ask the questions. So coming back to Canon, so they released two cameras. The, mm. the EOS R5 and the EOS R6. Mm. R5 was the 8K yeah. one, R6 was, I think, normal 4K. The problem came with that camera was the overheating. Oh, it does overheat. Yeah, it does overheat. So that's what everyone says. There's been a lot of claims and hacks and stuff that's come through. But the R5, I think it's still a very... It's a, it's a good hybrid camera to have. Mm. It's something exactly the A7 III. But overheating on video from a workflow perspective for me, yeah. uh, it doesn't help. But then again, we've never used it. Yeah. yeah, so we can't say anything about it. I don't know how much, if it's a problem with overheating for people around the world, how much could the Dubai weather take in? Because our cameras overheat in Dubai weather. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, like, I, I, don't, I don't get the whole reason why people are so frustrated with overheating. Because mm. our Sony's overheat all the time. We work at 40 plus degrees Celsius down here in Dubai. So, if we, of course, it, at times it overheats, but you can't complain when it overheats in a cold <laughs> atmosphere. You just have to roll with the punches. Yeah. Like the, and I'm sure they'll come up with some sort of updates uh, down the line, which may or may... May fix it, may yeah. fix it. It's just a software fix. Like we shoot with the Osmo Pocket, no, what's this, Osmo Action and the GoPros, mm. they overheat. Like why wouldn't the camera the overheat? Because it's such a small body. Mm. Uh, I don't think they have any cooling in it. Is it? that as the bit rates are going higher and higher like for example from you know, 
4K to 8K to 12K. Would that be a factor in the body is getting up? It's like it's like this. When you add more pressure into your brain, mm. your brain starts overheating, or you get a headache and mm. stuff, right? So if the computer inside the cannon mm. cannot handle the amount of information that it's receiving, recording, mm. it starts overheating. Mm -hmm. Technically, that's how I would I would think about it. Okay. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense why it's overheating. Yeah. So you like you need some hold in your brain to cool your brain down. Yeah. Makes sense. Snots. Did you just say snots? Did you just say up. You know we are not going to cut these, right? Uh, <laughs> Sony. Sony. A7 S3 4K. But. This time it has 120 frames per second. Were you happy with that they I released 4K? Only, again, only thing is that they didn't uh, release the raw uh, files. It's not, it doesn't record raw. Yeah. But, so, we, I'm said, happy. we said Blackmagic came at 12K, Scam came at 8K. So they still stuck month. at 4K. Same month, same month, yeah. same month. It's back to back in, in the same week. In the same month, not yeah. in the same week, maybe like about within 15 Couple days. days. Yeah. 4K. Yeah. 4K. Yeah, where's 8K? Where's 12K? And Stony still at 4K. Stony. Hi, Stony. Hey, we shoot at Stony. 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 Listen, guys, it's very late over here. He's half asleep. I'm pumped up with coffee. Yeah, but that's the best part about A7S3 for me is like you get to shoot 4K and you have an advantage of 120 frames per second, and that is. Uh, for me, like who does like to slow down his footage in the post, it is a huge plus. We are always going to have that argument, aren't we? It all depends on what kind of shot we are looking in for as well. But uh, yeah, it gives you an option at 4K and 120. So you don't have to lower it down to get a slower, like get down to uh, HD and try and get 100 frames per second or something like that. But it is giving you at 4K. So that is an added advantage. And it, I think as HD it gives you to 40 frames per second. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, 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 it's a good start towards where they're heading. I'm sure they'll eventually increase the the, the resolutions on the camera, mm -hmm. but uh, impressive enough that it has 4K one, uh, 120 frames. Why I'm saying impressive? Because we have been Sony users for a long time and that's something that we would love to see it, uh, you know, evolve. Yeah. But here's the thing, you shoot to, you should based with slow motion in mind. Time time re warping. Time remapping. Remapping. That's the word. So what? Yeah. Time remapping. I shoot with cropping because hmm. I like to get in a little bit more closer. It all, again, it all depends on what kind of shot you're going for. Is it going to be an action shot or something that you might be thinking of going slower in the post? You can't do that at 30 frames. It's going mm -hmm. to be choppy. But this again gives an advantage of more frames, more, more information. 4K as well. You can zoom into it, to crop in the shot, and still not lose any details on it, and then get the shots out as well of what you desire. So that's interesting update from Sony. That's with the A7S3, and they launched another camera, A7C. That was a surprise. It it felt like uh, it it felt like they they reincarnated a 6000 6, series. Yeah, but it's as good as A7. So for me, the A7C mm. is basically an A7 III with a flippy screen. Because mm. you can flip the screen. Yeah. If they would have given 
any of the video features for the A7C, I think that would have been great. But it's a it's a thinner, lighter, smaller A7 III. Not it's a like, A7R III, A7 III. It's like Sony Pocket Camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sony Pocket, I, I like that. Sony, you cannot take this. Yeah. This is our, this is our, it's copyright. <laughs> what does the C stand for? A7C. A7C. Camera. Don't say crap. <laughs> <laughs> compact. Maybe compact? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> no idea. But that's something that they came up with where they could have invested in doing a lot of more updates on the other cameras that are there, which they have launched already mm -hmm. currently. So I don't know, like, is it going to be a waste of uh, their resources and money? I don't know, time will tell, but uh, it looks neat. Uh, the only added advantage is the flip screen that they have that you can turn it around. Uh, so vloggers might be. It, it will be handy for vloggers and people who like to do uh, so, yeah um, we've, we've used that kind of flip screen before the problem that i face with those kind of flip screens is when if the camera if the camera lens is here mm. and the screen is on the side you're looking on the side all the time you're yeah. looking at your face on the side so you're not looking into the camera lens yeah. and because you're not looking into the camera lens it's just like, yeah, it's like you're not doing some calls on the phone you'll be looking not at the camera that's there on the top, oh, sorry, but the people in the frame. So it's like, why is he? Why is he looking? Yeah, why is he looking somewhere else? I, I still don't get it. I, I you know, like keep your camera far away from you so that it, it doesn't, you know, create that kind of uh, impression on people. That, Wide lens. Yeah, that will that will work. Or hold the camera. You can't hold the camera. You, <laughs> you can hold your phone vertical, horizontally, but you can't hold a phone vertical. Hey, camera companies. If you can sponsor Nick with a new phone because he's just dropping his phone and breaking it. A7C. Um, red. Komodo. Yeah. I... I don't know, it went quiet or did I not see it happening? So they just did a beta release. Okay. So only a few people have it and it's coming in that special... Mm. the colors white, orange. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. So these are the cameras that are going to be used in Matrix 4. This is a white one, right? It's come out. It's come in different colors. Okay. They, they launched. They launched it last month. Was it in a white color, right? Yes. Oh, the okay. Stormtrooper edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Yeah. But um, great specs. Mm. On top of it, it it carries just one very important thing. And that is. It's red. <laughs> in a white color. In a white, red, black orange green in different colors i think i think i saw a pink one as well maybe somebody colored it pink probably but pink because real men wear pink yeah good choices but red um at a very interesting price it's not as pricey as the other reds it's not twenty thousand dollars not thirty thousand dollars that's half the price of a normal red i think it costs about five six thousand k so it's lower than a black magic 12k Actually, yeah. Interesting. It is. I need to check this out. So when I'm checking, when I'm checking, you guys can like, subscribe, share this. Meanwhile, till you find yeah, out what's so happening. Like, subscribe, share this. But of course, red is red. There's no doubt that uh, there's no contest with that kind of... Uh, they're in a league of their own. I wouldn't say that you can compare 
a Canon with red or a Sony with red or a Blackmagic with red. They have their own uh, standard altogether. Six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's a steal. I wonder what they do, but at that price. Uh, that's what I was going to check next. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Six K. It's six K. It's six K. I don't think it has that many uh, FPS. Okay. It doesn't slow motion that much, but it's six thousand. Six thousand for a cinema camera. Interesting. Well, a lot of people will attempted to go for it. But here's a caveat, okay? It uses RF lens mount. The RF lens mount is basically the new EOS R mm. lens mount. Okay. Which is interesting. But imagine the lenses, the anamorphic lenses you can use in there. Insane. Anamorphic lenses, yes, but it's an RF lens mount, which means you have to use an adapter. Adapter to convert. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's red. It's red. It's red. If you have the money, you can buy the adapter. <laughs> okay, there's a camera. Yeah, even GoPro recently okay, launched. Stop. I want to reset the cameras. Why are you stopping me when I'm going in the flow? This is a completely random chat joke. Yeah, it's going all over the place. Yeah, it's okay. It's important. Where's the record button? Are you ready? Nick, mm -hmm. ready? We have to finish up in 10 minutes, huh? Okay. So we got 10 minutes to finish off. On three, two, one, GoPro. Even uh, the uh, even the other even the other action camera that was released uh, this year was the GoPro Nine, and that is five K again. Like, where are these guys heading with their resolutions nowadays? Every single camera that they're launching is is always going like. 4K has become a normal now. It's 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 not. It's just normal, and that's. That's pretty interesting because the GoPro, every year GoPro releases a camera mm. and every year I tell you, I want that. <laughs> yeah, like... I know you have some thoughts about <laughs> that. It's like, of course, there are so many cameras that are releasing every single year. It all depends on how much beneficial is the product going to be used, uh, is useful for you and then like... Is it that you're just buying it for the sake of, hey, it's released, I want to get hold of it, hey, I have a new camera and stuff. Or is it getting value to what you do? Otherwise, it's just, you know, putting in money for buying some crap stuff out there. <laughs> Not crap stuff, I wouldn't say crap stuff, but <laughs> it's just investing in the wrong... Dude, no camera company is going to sponsor us now. <laughs> it's, it's not like that. It's just like you can buy the expensive of camera and not being able to use it to its maximum potential and just have it for the sake of, uh, uh, yeah, I have a red camera or I have a white camera or whatever it is. But, <laughs> but the whole point is, uh, what I want to point uh, highlight is uh, a lot of people go into buying new cameras as, as quickly as they launch, but are you making use of what you have properly before you jump into something new? 
and that is like hey like people say like gopro gopro 9 has come out and i want to buy it i'm like okay how many sh- can you show me a, like highlight reel of the shots that are taken on go go the previous gopro 8 uh, and uh, i would really like to see that uh, i use so it once or twice people, so for people people wondering what are you talking about this is what he exactly told me when i told him now i want to go pro 9 his first question to me was how many times have you used the last gopro and that not many ouch and and that's what we do right we we go for the bigger better things yeah. and yeah gopro was about what 1000 1200 rupees that time that's about 200 300 mm. and it's it's cheap as heck but we buy this and we keep it hoping that one day we use it yeah. um i can literally count on my hands how many times i've used it mm. and we use it for maybe a two second shot that we put in a video mm. uh, a couple of times we used it on the last tvc that we used yeah. we did and uh, what do you think of the footage it was okay uh, again it's it's an action camera it's not a cine camera at the end of the day it, it it does get the job done but it's like Uh, for me it's like the question i i would pose myself is do i do i want it or do i need it the two different things so is it going to make sense of i investing in something that okay i can make use of it to its max potential or i just want to get it because hey it's cool and fancy it's released now and i'll be the maybe maybe i'll be the first one to get the product and like do a unfolding a review about it and you know, no like i don't see that way i i would rather invest in something that would be profitable for me and adds, my, adds value to what i do absolutely and then you know think about it like if i have to upgrade to a newer version what is the benefit how beneficial is it going to be to me if i'm investing in that i just want to i don't want to create a souvenir stand down here and keep on collecting different things but yeah if you think that you'll be making a proper use of the product ball means spend it. it yeah absolutely um so th- that's so with all these amount of cameras coming out and you've got different ranges of uh what you not bit rates Resolutions. resolutions right you've got different k's mm. 12k 8k 4k 5k 6k what are your thoughts on this uh how many how much k's do you need bro how much k's do you need see it, it's only going to get sharper and sharper and bigger and bigger and it gives you a, a advantage of hey okay I can crop in and my 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 knife shot my knife I'll take a knife and I'll crop it my, crop it crop it my shot won't be affected even if I had to do some work on it that's the only advantage that you get along with the higher resolution that are coming right now on the market it has a disadvantage as well that you know you have to upgrade a lot of things uh, along with it the systems may not go, uh, be able to take 12k if they're taking 4k right now cameras lenses everything changes so the whole rig needs to be fixed all over again a completely new uh, redo of uh, everything that uh, your workflow basically yeah. so it has an advantage it has a disadvantage uh, i would say disadvantage it has its expenses as well, <laughs> to put it in the right way so it's a good thing that they have that a uh, uh, window of okay you get to shoot at 12k and you you know you can explore a lot of things around with that 
but again at the end of the day what kind of shoot are you looking to do with that what kind of thing that you'll be using it for as well mm-hmm. so it, it all depends on what is your area of expertise where do you think okay i need to invest in this lens or i need to invest in 6k or 12k because it will be useful in certain shoots that i do and that will widen your range towards right. more productivity as well right and you're not limited to anything yeah what do you think about the nick nikon nikon are they the cameras or what are they <laughs> are you comparing it to pentax now <laughs> but who's who's nikon <laughs> they hey, hey, with all due respect with all due respect they've just released the ace the z5 they have they just released the z5 what does it do it's a very good photography camera is it in the phone or <laughs> come on guys come on Does it do videos? Listen, from all the camera companies, Does it do that, videos? From all the camera companies that I've been in contact with, hmm. Nikon has been the only one that showed interest. And and they have been nice. Right. But here's the thing, uh as whatever we be say about Nikon, uh the one thing I like about them is that they have got a very healthy community, especially in Dubai. It's at the end of the day, again it's not like i'm trying to create a biased opinion because i'm using a sony or because i'm using canon or anything like that but nikon might be a game player in taking in a in field of photography for now because but, of the lenses they've got yeah, crazy lenses but i don't think they are there in the market yet to create a competition for themselves you know to make their name known in the market for film making yet Because I've never heard. Okay, the Sony camera. Sorry, the Nikon camera is really good for making films and stuff. No, it's always related to photos and photos and photos. So it limits your ability. Unless you're a photographer and you want to pursue your career in that, it could be a good option to go through it. But you have to commend Nikon. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say you have to commend Nikon is because Sony they have cinema cameras. Mm-hmm. Canon has cinema cameras. Uh, Nikon don't have a cinema camera. but they have made the effort to make something that is relatable and usable for anybody that thinks that they are hybrid shooter. Can you go pro? Yeah, so I don't think it's the camera that makes the the creator. No, of course not. But it's, hey, you have been there in the market for such a long time. And nowadays many people are looking to jump the gears to know what is best in the market and if you are a long time player I've been in the market for such a long time and you're still releasing yourself in from getting entering into the filmmaking world I don't know like at least for me I'm a filmmaker if I'm looking for a camera I need to know that it can shoot videos for starters and of course the the productivity it can get out from the that the particular piece so I don't think uh, Nikon is there in that field yet yet they will they will uh, sure. you never know what can happen um so what's next what's next for us so these are all the cameras that come in if you have to choose hmm. your next camera the new old very old what would it be your next upgrade what is the next upgrade look like i'm still a huge fan of the gh6 
the GH5. Panasonic. GH6 is yet to come. come. I'm I'm very yeah. excited to see what they're gonna come up with. Yeah, like for GH5 for sure right now, but the GH6 features look really good as well, at least for the rumor that they've been hearing. So if at all I had to make a jump, it would have been into uh, Panasonic or into Blackmagic. Uh, Canon, not yet, maybe. I don't want backlinks. Um, I actually like the Canon, um, mm. especially the Cinema series. And uh, the C200 is something, the C200, the C300, the C500, are definitely something that is worth looking at, mm. uh, just because it gives you so much more flexibilities and we need to start looking at upping our game into getting more into cinematic. Yeah, and right now we rent them out, but we have to come to a point where you say, okay, fine. Uh, we've used our mirrorless systems to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Let's let's push it across. Um, we we did have a couple of cinema C200s which we used for a couple of months, mm-hmm. but um, because of the pandemic, we could never you know push through it. But coming down to it, I think going going Canon or Blackmagic would be the right way to go forward, mm-hmm. uh, just from a cinematic perspective yeah. to get that to be able to color grade without any compromise. I am still very, very curious to see how well does the A7S III color grade. Because for me, the end product, end thing comes is to me, right? Mm. You finish editing everything and Joe, okay, I've done my part, here it is, color grade this. And that's where I struggle the most. Mm. It's color grading it. it. I can't get the, the colors that I want because the the codec that Sony uses is not that great. It starts cracking up, it starts breaking up. And if we have made even one mistake in the whole shoot, yeah. you can see it in the color grading. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's the reason that's one main reason why I want to go cinema mm. rather than stay with the small mirrorless. Sony's coming with a 7 for maybe. Maybe they might uh, add in certain features that are missing in the other cameras that they released. But I doubt that will happen if they can't do it with the A7S series. I don't think they'll be the question doing it comes. The, the question comes is if, if they put it in the A7S, mm. if they put in the A7 series, yeah. what would their Cine line do? Yeah. What will the FX9 do? What will the FX5 do? I think Sony came out with the Cine, Cine Venice. Venice. Yeah. They have come down with that as well recently. They launched that, so like they have la- like launched three cameras in a span of a month or two. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So, yeah. But so, like coming down to like, hey, any camera is handy as long as you know to use the product properly to its maximum ability. And uh, so the Osmo has gone off, gone. and uh, our podcast is still going on. So cool. Let's, so let's let's finish it up. But yeah, uh, other than that, I think we just rambled for about fourteen minutes on cameras. So I think let's make it quick. GS6, Panasonic that's coming along. That Sony A7 IV that's coming along. Insta 360R that's coming along. No, Insta 360R came this year. Insta 360R came out this year. Did it? Yeah, this okay. that's what we started with the Insta 360R. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there is a couple of cameras that are still yet to come. Hmm. Um, it's Sony and Panasonic. Sony and Panasonic. Um, I'm excited to see what Sony, where Sony goes with the A7 IV because hmm. it'll be interesting. The A7R4 is definitely interesting, but in terms of tech, I think the only upgradable feature that I think it will be known for is the extra megapixels. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the A7 IV 
or can come up with a flippy screen a lot of vloggers will like it mm-hmm. i think it's probably going to relate to people who are into photography and stuff not into video it's a hybrid camera mm-hmm. it's a hybrid for hybrid shooters yeah. um, we, My shoot, guess. Yeah. we shoot 95% video yeah right and about 5% photography but uh, there's my i have different reasons for doing that you have different reasons for doing that mm. but from a sustainability point of view video is the way to go yeah true so and it's for us <laughs> yeah it's, it's, the competition is hot out there that with so many new cameras coming along in the market right now and it just you just need to make the wise decision and not invest into something that is not the need of the hour of course uh what the the quality of cameras that's been released right now it's always a go and get it kind of yeah <laughs> but yeah uh that's that's about it like it's it's just what you can make of what you have right now so today's episode was just us talking about what we love uh we love filmmaking we love uh, we're passionate about it um i have a question for you last one Uh I was I was I was I was ending this. I was ending this. If you have to say like what is the difference between a videographer and a filmmaker? People are going to hate me for the answer. Can I be honest? Absolutely honest. Yes, please. Uh So in the perception of people mm. who hire they're looking for a videographer mm. and when i read that what it translates to me is i'm looking for a person who can press a button mm. who can press the record button and just get me the shot that i want i don't yeah. care about it being uh, i don't care about story i don't care about uh, anything i just want you to press a button uh but a filmmaker is a storyteller he takes care of he he understands what he wants he understands what the client needs yeah. he understands lighting he understands story he understands exactly what needs to be done mm. to get his vision across yeah. with the help of the client's vision being mm. incorporated Yeah. right it's a it's a mix of both of that mm. it's a mix so if it's a client based work he takes the client's vision he puts his spin on it Great he puts idea. his he puts his butter on it and mm. he puts a jam on it and makes it yeah you go yeah. this is this is what i created for you that's good and they love just for because me, he's a filmmaker yeah for me it is like if i have to like differentiate in be between these two it will be like photographer will capture the frame sorry the video guy videographer the the, the tag videographer will capture the frame but a filmmaker will create the frame for you yeah he will create the whole concept emotions ideas moment and what a filmmaker will do, or the video maker a videographer will do is just go down there and get a shot and that's it so it's about how much creativity can you can flow out of you just not to be there and just click the mm-hmm. button hit hit record and that's it it's about creating the shot it's creating the moment Every last lifetime, right? so that's what I, I feel like. What's the differentiate between? Yeah. Can I, can I rant? Since you since you brought this topic up, can I rant now? Yes. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of people with phones hmm. who can take a video. Videographers. <laughs> that differentiate as well. What is a videographer? Hey, I'm a videographer. What is a 
Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people with phones, yeah. like the iPhone and the Huawei. Mm. We said they take excellent quality videos. Yeah. And they and they are able to get better videos mm. than people who call themselves filmmaker. Yeah. So wh- what? Where where does the like where, 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 where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? It's about just being creative, like with what you have at the end of the day. That's what, like, it's not about the care that you use. It's just about what you can create out of what you have. Mm-hmm. That 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 is the uh, end goal from what what you do. So, how creative can you be in what you have? It rather than hey, when I get a camera, when I get a camera, then I'm going to the best shots and best footage and stuff like that. That's what but, we did with the podcast, right? When we have when we have the mics mm-hmm. that don't capture the spill, yeah. like because the first episode we recorded, there was a lot of things happening around us. Uh, there was a call to prayer that happened, but we said, you know what? Let's just go with it, yeah. right? Let's not wait. We we procrastinated about starting the podcast for so long. Let's just go ahead with what we have, mm-hmm. and when it comes, it comes. When it when our quality gets better, it gets better. But we just make make the mm-hmm. best out of it. We bought a table. We bought. Uh, what else did we buy? We bought these chairs. Uh, we sold a lot of things because we didn't want to overspend. Popular the area. Well. Yeah, popular the area. So, and we create this nice, cozy space. But it all comes down to this whole, uh, whole thing of if you want to start something, if you've mm. got something on your heart to start something, start now. Start yeah. today. Hit. Hit fear in the face, punch yeah. fear in the face, and start today. That's what Sean Canal says. Start. Hit fear in the face, mm-hmm. punch fear. Sorry, he says punch fear in the face and start today. That's good. What 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 are you planning on starting now? Mm-hmm. What do you have in your heart? What have you kept that you're saying? Okay, I will wait till I have the better item or the mm-hmm. better gear till I have the best X Y Z to mm-hmm. start. Yeah, like okay, I really want to do like. People will say that I want to do this kind of photography, and I, I'm hoping that I get weddings. But until unless do you don't practice, you don't get the shots, or you don't get the things that you really want to do. Practice, 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 and not like hey, I'll practice when I get plans. You are messing up the whole idea about it. Rather than do it now, get better at what you want to do eventually, and then it is just to speak for itself eventually. Absolutely, um, and and you just have to start. So my question based on this is, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Because I know it, it, it's it's crazy to think somebody with a phone camera mm. can tell a better story than a filmmaker, a, yeah. a so-called filmmaker, and 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 anybody who has mm. a, a DSLR or a mirrorless or an expensive camera says, oh, I'm a filmmaker. Mm. It's it's. It's at the end of the day, it's all about creativity. It, it either it's in you or it is not. Mm. <laughs> so you can use a phone to create something, or you can use a DSLR to create something. Yeah, quality might differ from the, the gadgets that you use, but at the end of the day, it's about how productive can you get with what you have. It's not about the gear that you hold. It's a plus, but it's not. It, it shouldn't restrict you from what Absolutely. you can create. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that's all from us. That's all. I said it correctly for the first time, <laughs> and then <it> stopped. Why? <laughs> I was excited. Anyway, that's all from us for today. Uh, this went on longer than we expected. Mm. We apologize. I apologize for Nikhil talking so much because he asked a lot of questions. Um, we are excited for the next few episodes because we have absolutely no idea what we're going to be talking about. But actually, I do have a small idea. Hey, I. 
maybe you might be in for a surprise you might not see me here you might see somebody else maybe you guys get to vote who you don't want to see me or him <laughs> but i i vote for okay vote for me you don't want to see me but i yeah, think i'll vote for myself for no. someone who who hates being on camera for someone who doesn't doesn't like speaking much mm. you're doing a very good job bro oh i thought <laughs> you you're talking about yourself <laughs> I know I did a good job. Yeah, you you know I, I love talking. I know. It's about other people as well. We got to think about. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that. Uh, Here's a hack. Here's a hack. I listen to podcasts at two times the speed, and that and the, the person listening goes. You know that sound it makes it that fast. I actually listen to it that fast. Yeah, and it does make sense to me. And like it feels like you spoke for two hours, and you just felt like yeah, I just began. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how we'll, how your listeners are going to feel about the whole process. Say what he wanted to say. No. <laughs> this is this is. I'll tell you what Nick wants to say. He wanted to say is forget. Okay, let's keep it for another episode. <laughs> anyway, that's all from us. Yep. For now, we will see you guys on the next unfiltered. Well, actually, we won't see you, but you will hear from us on the next unfiltered podcast. Uh, if you guys haven't been bored already, if you have, I'm sorry. If you haven't, write something nice about us, and uh, yeah, that's it. Till cool. next time, this is Joe saying, and then Nick saying, uh, and that's a wrap for.